From CBS News Bay Area, this is the Evening Edition. Good evening, I'm Andrea Nakano. Brian Hackney is off tonight. It's been 100 days since the October 7th Hamas terror attack that sparked a growing war in the Middle East. Civic Center in San Francisco overflowed with Palestinian supporters protesting Israel's ongoing ground invasion that has killed nearly 24,000 Palestinians. And this week, South Africa accused Israel of committing genocide at the International Court of Justice. Earlier in the day, protesters also gathered at Nancy Pelosi's house in Pacific Heights. They called on the former speaker to represent her constituents and call for a ceasefire. They say a ceasefire is widely supported among everyone but the politicians. So many thousands of people are dying, especially children and helpless people who have nothing to do with Hamas or they're just citizens. In the Israeli city of Tel Aviv, a gathering and moment of silence to remember the Israeli hostages still being held by Hamas. They were captured during the group's October 7th attack, which killed roughly 1,200 Israelis. Right now, Republican candidates for president are in their final push to sway Iowa voters ahead of Monday's caucus. But this year, a possible curveball. Dangerously cold temperatures could keep some supporters at home. Max Darrow has the latest. As Iowa digs out from a weekend blizzard, Republicans vying for the presidential nomination continued their blitz for support, hoping voters will brave the bitter cold on caucus day. Despite canceling three events due to extreme weather this weekend, former President Donald Trump remains the dominant frontrunner in the polls. Speaking to supporters Sunday, he predicted a tremendous caucus win, his legal issues not seeming to hurt his standing much among potential voters. I got indicted more than the late great gangster Alphonse Capone. You ever hear of Al Capone Scarface? On what could be the coldest caucus night ever, the hot race will likely be for second place. Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis spent their weekends attending campaign events all throughout Iowa. Haley holds a slight lead in the polls over DeSantis. She appeared on Fox News Sunday. The momentum and the energy on the ground is strong. We feel it. We know that this is moving in the right direction. And to me, the only numbers that matter are the ones that we're going up and everybody else went down. DeSantis remained confident on Sunday, telling Iowans every vote matters. You have the ability uh, to change the trajectory uh, of American politics. Donald Trump is running to pursue his issues. Uh, Haley's running for the donors' issues. I'm the only one running focused solely on your issues and your family's issues uh, in turning this country around. Vivek Ramaswamy trails DeSantis and Haley. He pushed to gain support Sunday as well. It means we believe in the ideals of 1776. USF professor of politics James Taylor's prediction. I think it comes out with Trump on top and Haley looking better. Um, I think Vivek Ramaswamy is going to be further weakened, and we'll probably see him like Chris Christie fall by the wayside sometime soon, and DeSantis not far after. You know, there might be a surprise where Nikki Haley does better than everyone expects. Um, and then I think Trump will have to take her and this process more seriously. He says the Iowa caucuses are primarily about perception and momentum. And if it's all of a sudden perceived that Trump's big mo is not as big as it appears, 
Then, you know, we have some more conversation. Then I think you see more and more Republican funders and donors come out behind Nikki Haley. Caucuses are different than primaries in that people can't show up to the polls all day to participate. They must attend in person at a specific time. The caucuses begin at 7 o'clock on Monday night in Iowa. Temperatures are forecast to be below zero. By the way, this year's California primary, primary is set for March 5th. That's about three months earlier than usual, and this is the first presidential primary where everyone can vote by mail. To the East Bay now, the search for suspects and answers continues after two kids were shot on Interstate 880. It happened last night in the northbound lanes near the Paseo Grande overpass and Hacienda Crossing in San Lorenzo. The CHP says a single bullet went through the door of the car and hit both victims. One child was hit in the leg, the other was in the stomach. Both victims were taken to the hospital and they are expected to recover. No word on any suspect information. In San Francisco, crews are working to repair ruptured underground steam pipe. Check out the large plumes of steam coming up from the street. This is at the intersection of Grant Avenue and Geary Street. Public Works and PG&E are on the scene. People are being asked to avoid the area while crews work on repairs. In Roner Park, two pedestrians, both walking their dogs, were hit by cars in separate incidents in the span of one hour this morning. One of the owners and both of the dogs died. The first collision was on Roner Park Expressway. Just after 7 o'clock this morning, police say the man and his dog were crossing the street in dim lighting and heavy fog. The driver stayed and cooperated with police. That wasn't the case for this second incident, a hit and run less than two miles away on Dowell Avenue. That dog's owner was uninjured. Tomorrow is Martin Luther King Jr. Day, recognized as a day of service and action in honor of Dr. King's legacy. And people across the bay spent the weekend giving back to the community. In Vallejo, volunteers spent the morning planting trees. The city hosted the event near City Hall. It was actually supposed to happen yesterday, but the rain pushed it back until today. In San Francisco, nearly 100 volunteers helped tidy up the Tenderloin neighborhood and gave out essential items to the homeless. The event was hosted by Glide Center for Social Justice alongside Glide Memorial Church. I think it's important for us, you know, to be part of the world community, you know, not to uh, live in silos, but for all of us uh, that are here to come together to solve those issues that are, you know, affecting all of us together because we're all, all impacted together. It was in 1994 when Congress passed the King Holiday and Service Act, transforming MLK Day into a national day of service in honor of Dr. King. A passing of the torch today in Denmark after 52 years on the throne, Queen Margareta II handed power to her son, Frederick. Despite the cold temperatures, thousands of people gathered in the capital of Copenhagen to witness the historical abdication, the queen surprised the nation when she announced her retirement on New Year's Eve. She was the first Danish monarch to voluntarily relinquish power in nearly 900 years. A flow of lava has set a home in Iceland ablaze today. A volcano on the southwestern coast erupted for the second time in less than a month. A town of about 3,800 people have, has been evacuated and no reports of any injuries so far. The same town had to be evacuated in November after a series of earthquakes. And take a look at the Buffalo Bills Stadium in New York today. There was supposed to be a wild card playoff game there this morning, but... 
Look at that. It had to be postponed due to safety concerns from the heavy snow. There's so much of it. The team actually offered to pay fans $20 an hour to come down to the stadium and shovel it. Now you can watch the rescheduled game. It's coming up tomorrow afternoon right here on CBS News Bay Area. Coverage starts at 1230 after the noon news kickoff is at 1.30, followed by the evening edition at 5 o'clock. That does it us for us here at 6. 60 Minutes is next, and we will both see you back here. See you then. At 11. Good night.